0: DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary, presents What Am I to Do? The Discernment of God's Will in Everyday Decisions with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher was ordained in 1979 as a member of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. He obtained his doctorate from the Gregorian University, and he has dedicated many years to an extensive ministry of retreats, spiritual direction, and teaching about the spiritual life. Father Gallagher is the author of seven books published by the Crossroad Publishing Company on the spiritual teaching of St. Ignatius of Loyola and the life of Venerable Bruno Lanteri, founder of the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. Father Gallagher is featured on the EWTN series, Living the Discerning Life. What Am I to Do? The Discernment of God's Will in Everyday Decisions with Father Timothy Gallagher. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Gallagher.
1: Thanks again, Chris.
0: It's just been fascinating in this wonderful conversation that we've had on discerning God's will that actually it can be a little bit more nuanced than we might have thought than just making a decision. There are a couple of elements uh, prior. The last in which we spoke was about understanding what the question may be that we're trying to discern. Uh, Sometimes they're little ones, sometimes they're very big ones.
1: Yes, and that's what we've been speaking about thus far. Just getting the questions themselves clear that we face in the different choices that face us and in which we want to discern God's will. I I think we've kind of clarified that, and we're basically now focusing on discerning God's will in choices that are of some significance and in which both options that we face are good both options, we are free to choose. So, career or major changes for the family. Now, having clarified the question, I think it's time for us to begin to look at the answer that St. Ignatius offers to that. And, like St. Ignatius and following St. Ignatius, we're not going to go immediately to, well, I suppose what we could call, it's never quite the right word in spiritual things, the technique or or the how-to or the concrete steps to take. St. Ignatius' mood I think describes those with a clarity that is unparalleled in our Catholic spiritual tradition but he is too wise to start immediately there because Uh he knows something prior has to lead us to those concrete steps the most basic question really is why do we want to do God's will why is that important for us And that leads us to what St. Ignatius calls the foundation. And if our discerning of God's will in the concrete choice is built on this foundation, then like any building that's built on a solid foundation, the rest of it can go much more smoothly and get to um, its proper conclusion much more accurately. It's very important for us to focus for a while on the proper foundation that underlies any search for God's will and discernment of God's will. Now, I think in the Bible, we can find this stated very, very succinctly and powerfully in the first letter of John, chapter 4, verse 19, in which John writes that we love because he first loved us. We love because he first loved us. If we love God, if doing God's will matters to us, it's because something has preceded the moment in our life when it becomes important For us to do God's will. What has preceded is that in some way, and it will be different for each of us, we have discovered that we are loved. We have discovered that we are infinitely, eternally loved by God. Some of us were given this foundation from the first years of our lives as we were raised in Catholic families, baptized as infants, and grew and strengthened in that faith as the years of our life have gone by. Probably even for those of us who were given that foundation from the earliest time in our life, there will be special moments that we can look back to when that became more powerful, more meaningful, more felt in our lives. And for others of us, we can pinpoint a time in our life when we first discovered that truth, that I am infinitely and eternally loved by God, who wants that relationship of love to last into eternity. Let's look at an example of one person's discovery. We'll take two different experiences of this. These are real-life experiences. I've changed the name, but these are very real experiences. And the first is Michael, who describes how he reached a point when he was a sophomore in college when his life felt completely fragmented. He was going in various directions uh, all at once trying to keep his options open and plagued in a very special way by questions about God. And at a point that he himself describes as desperate, he finally decided that he would go out into the woods on the outskirts of the town where he was living and he was going to stay there As he said to God, I'm staying here in the woods until you do it. Well, he says, what was it? And it was to let me know for sure that he existed, to reveal how I could know him to speak to me. Now, he says in his description of this that that he was desperate. He began to grow hungry and thirsty. It was getting cold. He began to get kind of scared, but was too stubborn to to give up. And Uh somewhere in the confused and sincere, inarticulate prayer, that day in the woods, toward the latter part of that day, God spoke to to Michael's heart. And he describes how suddenly he, he had the clarity of mind that he needed, the conviction that God did exist, that the church was a place where we could learn about God, and that he could have confidence in the church. But God's grace touched not only his mind with these foundational truths. God exists. God is all-powerful, God is loving, and the church is a way toward the truth about God. But the Lord also touched his heart in a very deep way, and here I'll literally quote his words. He loved me. Well, the Lord spoke to my heart too. He would forgive my sins and heal my wounds. I was home. Those Mm -hmm. three things describe the deep foundation. He loved me. I'm not just abandoned and a prey to chance and fate somehow in, in the world but I am deeply loved. Wherever I've been in life, whatever I've done in my life, forgiveness and healing is available to me in the Lord. I was home. You can hear the foundational sense in that. All this Uh was a free gift of God. I was a desperate case, so he had pity on me and gave me everything at once. Now, Michael is not consciously using Ignatian language, but actually uses St. Ignatius' own word in what follows. This was the foundation, and that's what we're getting at right now. The vocation I discerned later, and you can see the link between those two words. Once the foundation is in place, we love because he first loved us, then immediately discernment arises as a need. This was the foundation. The vocation I discerned later flowed from this relationship with the Lord that began that evening in the woods. That was the key. Uh A second experience is Catherine. Catherine had finished college at this point and begun working and was facing vocational discernment in her life. She was dating a young man, and she was also seriously considering religious life. And months were passing, and she found herself unable to resolve the discernment. Mm -hmm. And on this particular day, she was driving home from work and describes how, as she was driving, she felt the presence of the Lord fill this 93 Ford Escort that she was driving. I'd probably best that I just read what she says. I hesitate to describe the experience for fear of making it sound more or less than it was. It was like being in a room with someone you love, but cannot see. Yet you can feel his eyes on you. He didn't say anything. He just looked at me. And his look? It was like when a guy looks at you, not with lust, but with a desire that you be his girl. It's astounding to have God look at you like that, both exhilarating and humbling, because you know it's totally unmerited. To my surprise, I felt very much like when I had first fallen in love, except that it was magnified a hundred times. Now, if I may approach that reverently, because this is clearly very holy ground in Catherine's experience. You can see what St. Ignatius calls the foundation being experienced in this moment. This young woman knows beyond any doubt that she is deeply, deeply loved by the Lord. And then what always happens whenever we deeply experience the foundation that we are loved that way by God, immediately discernment arises. A very direct dialogue ensued. I kept saying, what do you want? What do you want? And and it's all right there. The whole dynamic is right there. We seek to know god's will because we know that we are loved and something in us knowing that we're loved that way wants to respond in love and love most deeply is a communion of wills people grow in love when their wills grow deeper and deeper in communion and harmony when more and more they want the same thing sometimes that can there's some cost and there's some sacrifice and struggle along the way which is richly fruitful in a growing communion of wills. So that when the human heart knows that it is loved by the divine heart, when the human person knows that he or she is loved by the divine person, then what immediately awakens in the human heart is a desire for a communion of wills, a deepening in mutual love. And another way of saying that is immediately when we know we are loved this way by God, we we begin to seek God's will. And that leads to the search for God's will, which we call discerning God's will.
0: We'll return to What Am I to Do? We'll return to What Am I to Do? The Discernment of God's Will in Everyday Decisions with Father Timothy Gallagher in just a moment. Did you know that you can obtain a free app which contains all your favorite Discerning Hearts programs? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Archbishop George Lucas, Father Mauritius Fildi, and so many more, including episodes from inside the pages, can be obtained on the Discerning Hearts Free app. This also includes all the novenas and devotionals and prayers, including the Holy Rosary and Stations of the Cross, the Chaplet of St. Michael, and the Seven Sorrows of Our Lady, all available on the Discerning Hearts free app. Visit the iTunes and Google Play app stores to obtain your free Discerning Hearts app today. A prayer for the intercession of Venerable Bruno Lanteri. O Father, fountain of all life and holiness. You gave Father Bruno Lanteri great faith in Christ your Son, a lively hope, and an act of love for the salvation of his brethren. You made him a prophet of your word and a witness to your mercy. He had a tender love for Mary, and by his very life he taught fidelity to the Church. Father, Hear the prayer of your family, and through the intercession of Father Lanteri, grant us the grace for which we now ask. May he be glorified on earth, that we may give you greater praise. We ask this through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. What Am I To Do? The Discernment of God's Will in Everyday Decisions with Father Timothy Gallagher. Father Gallagher, it really sounds as though it's a relationship that is being acknowledged and shared.
1: That's absolutely um absolutely right, Chris. You you've named the most important thing about discernment of spirits. It, it is a relationship, and a specific kind of relationship. It's the kind of relationship every human heart most deeply desires, and that is a relationship of love, in which we know that we are genuinely loved, deeply loved, faithfully loved, eternally loved. And that becomes so important to our hearts that the most central fact in our life, the deepest desire in our life, becomes a desire to respond, to correspond and and re- and give that kind of love in return and that's why doing God's will matters so much because love is a communion of wills mm. so yes the relationship with God is the, is the heart of it that's why for Saint Ignatius he never immediately plunges into the concrete steps which are so important in discernment of spirits but first mm. invites us, and this is where his spiritual exercises always begin With the foundation. We spend some time, as much time as our hearts need, in praying with the foundation, in growing in assimilating the truth of that foundation, that we're loved that way. So what this means, to bring this already to the concrete level, is that if a person is faced with a significant discernment in his or her life, and wants to be moving toward discerning God's will in that specific choice, The person can do nothing better than to begin in prayer, spiritual reading, life of the sacraments, all the different spiritual means that we have, to a growing awareness and assimilation of these deep foundational truths. And then, then the relationship grows and out of the relationship discernment becomes possible. Because that's really what discerning God's will most deeply is. It's saying yes to another person. And the relationship then is the is the central reality in that.
0: Once that's established then, is it, we feel it, can I say concretely in our heart, then we move on to the next step?
1: Yes, it's, if we go just a little bit further in Catherine's account, she, okay. d- she describes how she reaches her apartment, pulls into the parking lot, and just, she says, "And I pulled into the parking lot and sat in my car finally saying, whatever whatever you want Lord and let's just note those words because that's exactly richly the disposition of heart that we need as Ignatius will say for discernment just an openness to whatever God wants and then she says the presence that had surrounded me seemed to pierce through me and close around my heart there is a famous quotation from blessed John Henry Newman in which he addresses exactly what we're speaking about here. The meditation is on hope in God, and hope in God as we look at God as our creator, and the more deeply we realize that we are the fruit of God's loving, creative action, that we are God's creatures, then a kind of hope arises in our heart. I'll read a a few introductory sentences and then... The three short sentences which are the most famous part of this meditation. We are all created to his glory. We are created to do his will. And then he says this in the first person singular. I am created to do something or to be something for which no one else is created. I have a place in God's counsels, in God's world, which no one else has, which is enormous. I I'm, I look at those lines from time to time and I'm grateful to see them whenever I do because they say something so fundamental about our lives. I am created to do to do something or to be something for which no one else is created. Each of us can say that. Each of us is irreplaceable in God's plan for the world. It's not by chance that we are born at this particular time, in this particular place among these particular people, with these particular talents. And as our life unfolds, we meet this person, or that person, or travel to this place, or to that place. All of that is within a plan of divine providence from eternity, because God has, as Newman says, something for me to do, something for me to be, for which no one else is created. And then the most famous lines of this meditation, God has created me to do him some definite service. He has committed some work to me which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I just want to say those sentences again because they're so central. God and each of us can hear these as said personally of our own lives. God has created me to do him some definite service. He has created some work to me which he has not committed to another. I have my mission. I am necessary for his purposes," as Newman continues in that lovely meditation. Now the more we reflect on that truth, that each of us has an irreplaceable task, an irreplaceable something to be, something to do in this life, for which no one else can substitute. Like Mary, when she is asked to be the mother of the Lord, there was no other Mary waiting in the wings. Her response was um, irreplaceably important in the world. Each of us has his own place within God's providential design for the world. As each of us becomes aware of that truth, that we are irreplaceably important for a specific task in God's plan for the world, then discerning God's will becomes all the more important for us because it matters so much for us. In some way we can say this is the most important thing in the direction we will go in life, in what we do day by day in our lives. What matters more than anything else is to come to see clearly what that mission is, that irreplaceable task and mission that God has given each one of us, and then to live according to it. And it's because of that that discerning God's will matters so much in the life of a disciple of Jesus. Now, we can actually go back to the scripture and find this truth expressed repeatedly. In that uh, famous first chapter from Jeremiah, in Jeremiah one five, he, he hears the Lord, now in adult age as a young man, he hears the Lord say to him, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you from eternity. Before you were born, I dedicated you, a prophet to the nations, I appointed you from all eternity, even before his birth, as the centuries were unfolding, creating the circumstances in which he would have life, and come to know the Lord. Through all of that, God knew the task that he had for this man, as he does for each of us. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 1, this is one of the songs of the servant of the Lord. The Lord called me from birth. From my mother's womb, he gave me my name. And as we know, biblically, the giving of a name is the giving of the task or of the mission, as when Jesus changes Simon's name and calls him Peter, he'll be the rock. On which the church will be built. From birth, from my mother's womb, he gave me my name. And then St. Paul in Galatians 1.15, he, he writes of God who from my mother's womb had set me apart and called me through his grace. And as he goes on to explain, from his mother's womb, God has set him apart to be the apostle to the Gentiles. Above all, as we said in an earlier conversation, we see this in Jesus himself. Coming into the world, Jesus says, Behold, I come to do your will, O God. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 7. And throughout the Gospels, and above all in the Gospel of John, we see Jesus over and over and over again, saying, telling his disciples that all that he does, all that he says, wherever he goes, all the choices that he makes in his public ministry, and his yes finally to the passion and death leading to resurrection, All of this he does as the Father wills. All of this is done according to what the Father wills of him. Well, that's the foundation then on which discernment needs to be built. And as I said earlier, if any of us is facing an important discernment, we can hardly do anything better than to touch again that foundation. Through the scriptures, through prayer, all the different spiritual means that we have, just to let the Lord say the most foundational truth of our lives to our hearts. I love you. I've always loved you and I've given you a mission from all eternity.
0: Uh, Father Gallagher, it really shines to me that this is about faith. I mean, when you look in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, it talks about how faith is God revealing himself to us and then in turn we reveal ourselves to him. So this is, the, the foundation really is a matter of faith.
1: It really is a matter of faith. And it's faith in all the truth that Jesus Christ has revealed and that we have given to us in the teaching of the Church. But if we look at the whole, how would you say it, the entire content of our faith to which we respond with a yes to God, the most foundational truth of of all is this truth that we are loved well again to go back to the beginning of Pope Benedict's um, pontificate when his first encyclical which starts with this most foundational truth God is love so that's that's the deepest part of our faith it's the deepest truth of our faith and the more we go back to that truth and the more our hearts experience that the deeper our yes will become to everything else in our faith. As you said earlier, Chris, relationship is the deepest reality in all of this. And the most foundational act of faith, the most foundational response of faith, is to the deepest truth of faith, to what God most essentially and deeply is, and that is love. And a very deeply personal eternal love for each one of us. Now, if if that's the foundation, and we're growing in that, we are moving toward readiness to discern. And we know that we are now ready to take the concrete steps toward discerning God's will when what St. Ignatius calls the disposition is increasingly rooted in our hearts. And we actually saw that earlier in Catherine's response to the Lord. She sits in the Ford Escort deeply enveloped by a sense of God's personal, faithful love for her, and says whatever you want, Lord, whatever you want. This comes spontaneously to her heart, and she describes the great freedom with which she says this to the Lord when she knows she's loved this way. That's the disposition that our hearts need if we are going to be truly ready to discern the Lord's will in the kinds of choices of which we're speaking. Mm I remember a woman telling me that when she was facing her discernment, and she was, like Catherine, discerning between religious life and marriage, and unsure, and some struggle, she was making a holy hour before the Blessed Sacrament. The church was quiet. There were just one or two other people there with her in the church. And as she sat there before the Lord, a deep sense of the truth of the Lord's real presence to her in the Eucharist welled up in her heart. And with that, a deeply, deeply warm sense of the infinite love of the Lord for her as he was present before her in the Blessed Sacrament. And in the warmth of that love, found herself very easily and simply saying to the Lord, Lord, whatever you want, if it's the one vocation or the other, just let me know and I'll be happy to follow it, whatever you want. Once the foundation is in place, the disposition is already growing. And that, that's the next thing on which St. Ignatius will focus.
0: Father Gallagher, that seems to be a good point for us to conclude for this episode and a great place for us to start in our next.
1: That's where we'll turn when we resume our conversation.
0: You've been listening to What Am I to Do? The Discernment of God's Will in Everyday Decisions. To hear and or to download this conversation, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts in cooperation with the Oblates of the Virgin Mary. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And, if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax-deductible, to support our efforts. But most of all, we ask that you tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for What Am I to Do? The Discernment of God's Will in Everyday Decisions with Father Timothy Gallagher.